Hello and welcome to The Rundown. My name is Craig Deleuze and I will be your host today. Coming at you from the West Coast, the Left Coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras. But as we all know, I do not do this program by myself. No, my name is Mike P. Waworski. I will be your co-host today. I come to you live from the East Coast. That's the East Coast is the coast with the most from the co-host with the most here on... The Rundown, where we promise to bring you to a news and conservative views. Craig, welcome to Thirsty Thursday. It is Thirsty Thursday, and we are excited. Folks, we're working on a theme song for Thirsty Thursday. Hopefully, we will come up with one soon. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, for those of you who love our theme songs or enjoy our theme songs, thank you for, you know, we, we appreciate you letting us know. And for those of you who don't really care about our theme songs, uh, thank you for your patience. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Craig. I, I, my vote. I still want something with a lot of pop and lock in it. You know, pop and lock on Thirsty Thursday. Yeah, okay, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we'll we'll get right on that, Mike. We'll get okay. right on All that. Right. There we go. I figure we can hey, work it in somehow. Yeah. Hey, so folks, hey, check it out now. Uh, if if you're watching us right now, hey, now is the best time actually for you to share the program. Uh, if you're watching us on Facebook, if you're watching us on Rumble. Uh, if you're watching us on uh, uh, OpsLens, OpsLens is a phenomenal app. But also, you can now also not just listen to us, but you can watch us on Spotify. But you can also listen to us on uh, a number of different streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music. Uh, you can listen to us on iHeartRadio. Uh, folks, the rundown is everywhere you can, everywhere you look. Well, except for YouTube. Well, I guess you can find us on YouTube at 2A News. Uh, but we're every place. So please make sure... Uh, like, share, subscribe, like, share, subscribe, and encourage your friends to do the same. Passes around. Definitely, definitely. I agree with Mike. I agree with Mikey. So, Mikey, it is Thirsty Thursday. Any special plans for the weekend? Were you successful in beginning your weekend yesterday on Hump Day? I, I did begin my weekend on Hump Day, uh, and now i found that work has kind of gotten a little bit into the way of Thursday, so I'm I'm already pushing appointments off until next week. So, you know. <laughs> well, I I cannot say that I was successful, but I did get a little taste. I I I, I picked up a new whiskey that I wanted to try. It was a sour mash, and it was it, it actually worked out pretty well. So, um, not didn't have a whole lot, just just a taste, just just a little taste, just taste, just taste. I mean, I mean, you know, of course you have a little taste, but yeah, yeah, all, all good. You know, I I like I said, it was a. A good day yesterday. Good day yesterday, and uh, we're hoping to follow it up with a good day tomorrow. So you know, and today was today was fine. So far, so good. Exactly, Mundo. Exactly. Mundo. Works well, let's go ahead and get into the news. And I know that some of you out there had to be wondering um, why are the guys not talking about Hunter Biden's laptop? And to be honest with you, we just got caught up in two A news and a bunch of, in a bunch of other stuff. But Biden's laptop is back in the media. That's right. You know, the laptop that Google and Twitter and Facebook all told you was a fake. Uh, the one that they all told you, the one that uh, CNN, the one that uh, 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 the New York Times, the one that the Washington Post all told you was a fake story. The one that Adam Schiff told you was a part of of Russian misinformation and and was all it was all basically in an effort to try and keep uh, Joe Biden out of the White House. Well, now get now now and this is what really works out well. So first, it was the New York Times was the first liberal media source that actually came out and verified that yes, the laptop is true. Uh, yes, the stuff that is on there regarding uh, payments and business dealings with the Chinese and other foreign governments. 
yes, that was all true. And yes, Hunter Biden is under investigation. And uh, there may be some stuff on there about his about his father, who is now who was the Democratic candidate nominee for president. Uh, now the can now is the president. Uh, all of that was, in fact, true. And now the Washington Post has added on their uh, their confirmation. And even CNN has come on board to to note that, yeah, it's all true. Um, but I don't see any apologies from any of them. They all act as if, yeah, no, we didn't, we didn't say anything that none of that was, yeah, we didn't, we, we didn't say any of this. We never said that it was, that it was fake and that it was fake news. Liars, right? Liars. Um, Lies. I think it was, uh, was it yesterday, day before yesterday, um, the, that on the Hill. And I, I'm not even sure what the, uh, what the meetings were that got started up there uh, in the house. It was, um, I, I do know that the person they were interviewing was the deputy director for cyber crimes or, or computer crimes for the FBI. Uh, and uh, Nadler was the chairman and, but it was Matt Gates turn to do questioning. And he spent his entire period asking him, do you know the, do you know the whereabouts of the Hunter Biden laptop? No. Well, here's a receipt from 2019 that the FBI accepted the laptop. So where is the laptop? Uh, that's not my job. Uh, what you, you're in charge of computer crimes. How do you not have the computer? Uh, I don't know. It's somebody else's job. Well, uh, you know, is it this? Couldn't this be a national security issue? What's on this laptop? Because I don't, I don't have any idea what's going on with the laptop. And so, Gates just kept hammering him, Craig, and then finally goes, "Well, Mr. Chairman." Uh, I have the original receipt. Oh, and by the way, I have a copy of the contents of the uh, the laptop. I would like to enter all this into uh, into the record right now. And they were like, oh, and they finally took it all in the record. So right now, Craig, as of this week, also, their FBI's receipt of that uh, laptop and the contents of that laptop are now on record at the U.S. House of Representatives. All I all I know is is if after this, it, once Republicans take control of the House and the yes. Senate next year, because I mean this year this is going to happen, and they're going to just going to start next year. If right. there is not an investigation into the media and text collusion to steal this election, because that's exactly yes, uh, YouTube, you heard me. Uh, yes, Facebook, you heard me. Uh, I'm not talking. Russian collusion. I'm not talking about Dominion voting machines. I'm talking about collu potential collusion between the media, the mainstream media, tech companies. Yes, I'm talking about you people who are running our program right now, <laughs> except for, uh, except for, of course, uh, uh, except for, of course, Rumble. I'm talking about you. Collusion between you and the Democratic Party to steal the 2020 election. I am so looking forward to those investigations. Craig, you mentioned Russian collusion. And since we, I think we spoke about it two days ago. Yeah. Um, this story popped and it kind of, it kind of carries on to this one where you go. Uh, here's, here's the headlines, by the way, from, uh, from the Washington Post. FEC finds the DNC Clinton for violating rules in funding steel dossier. FEC from CNN, FEC finds Hillary Clinton campaign and DNC over Trump Russia dossier research. FEC finds Clinton and DNC for misreporting steel dossier <laughs> okay 
The I, Russian, you see what that means? Russian collusion. There's the with Russian Spain. collusion. <laughs> we have found no Russian, collusion. Russian collusion. So in other words, the federal government is admitting that they have found Russian collusion. Yeah, there's no Russian collusion, according to the FEC. And they find the DNC and Hillary Clinton for it. Well, but but no, no, we do know there was Russian collusion and it was with the Hillary Clinton campaign. Oh, yeah, exactly right. It was the other. Yeah, there was no Trump Russian collusion. Thank there you go. There I, you go. There you yeah. go. Uh what now? Wait, who's reporting that? Uh CNN and the Washington Post. It's it's made it into mainstream media. Wow. Wow. Okay. And yet, okay, well, at least they're admitting it now. It, it's nowhere, yeah. it's nowhere out there, at least uh on the front page. But dang. No, no, and everybody's got it. Listen, ABC, Business Insider, uh, you know, Politico, Washington Times, Washington Post, uh, all uh, everybody's uh, individual nation or stations. It's out there, but nobody's playing it. it, it nobody's play, playing it. <laughs> Russian collusion has been proven with yep. the Hillary Clinton campaign. Yep. And the DNC. And the DNC. Now, but the one P, there's one group, though, once again, that they left out. And that was them. Yeah. And they acted, they act as if, you know, the, the statute of limitations is, 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 is now in place. The fact is the mainstream media also bought in hook, line and sinker, uh, to the lies and, uh, they ought to be held accountable as well. Absolutely. 100%. Wow. Okay. Well, dude, this, this is a better news day than I didn't even, I thought, thank you so much for sharing that. <laughs> that is uh wow. That is beyond crazy. Um, let's also talk about another instance of crazy. Uh, and if you're wondering what I'm talking about, I'm referring to our president and chief, uh, the incompetent, incontinent Joe Biden. And uh, I, I do not offer that as a, well, I do kind of mean to disrespect him, not necessarily the president. But the fact is, uh, he is not aging well as president of the United States. In fact, uh, we... We talked yesterday about how he's had to, how his White House has had to come out repeatedly and walk back statements that he's made. Uh, well, it turns out that, uh, well, he's not the only one, they're not the only ones who've had to do it. And they've actually, because he has such a hard time remembering what he actually believes, uh, they've actually had to provide a cheat sheet for him. And you notice here, there's a cheat sheet in his hand that's talking about in this cheat sheet is information and questions that might be asked of him. Here it is a little bit closer. And in fact, why don't I do this? Here it is really close up. And what it says up there, these are tough Putin Q&A talking points. You know, because asking what you meant when you said, when you said something is a tough question. And you'll notice there at the top, it says, if you weren't, uh, if you weren't advocating for regime change, what did you mean? Can you clarify? And these were the exact words you heard you heard him say. I was expressing uh, the moral outrage I felt toward the actions, uh, towards the actions, towards his actions. I, I Mike, just to be be very very clear on this, um, I I get having a cheat sheet, but when you have to have a cheat sheet to tell you what you meant when you said something. Um, I, shouldn't you know what you mean when you say something? Well, you should, but you also shouldn't have the most powerful position in the world when you're suffering from dementia. Uh, you know, folks, just further proof. Yeah, you know, like you said, this is not 
uh, a cheat sheet. You know, a cheat sheet is uh, when was the Bolshevik Revolution? Oh, was it 1921 or 22? I'll let me put that down. 22. Can, I, can I phone a friend? Because we're talking about Russian history. You know, that's that's what we're talking about. Uh, what's the Pythagorean theorem? Uh, yeah, you're not not okay. Listen, they're going to ask you tough questions about what you said. Here's what you meant to say. So say this. Yeah, right. That's that's clearly a uh, he, he's suffering from, and it's sad. He's suffering from, uh, you know, the onset uh, of either Alzheimer's or dementia, and it's uh, it's kicking his butt. And listen, being in that job, Craig, that's a that's a forty hour a day job. So uh, it's just making it worse, which is why he goes long stretches where we don't see him. Okay, right. he's he's basically taking time off for his for his body and mind to to recover. Right, and folks. Uh, for those of you who are listening, it, it you can Google the photo. It is an obvious cheat sheet. This is not a doctored photo. This is liter- This is the cheat sheet that he is holding in his hand once again because he cannot remember why he said what he said. I, yeah. At, yeah. At a certain point, now, now mind you, we are, what, less than a year and a half, a year and a quarter or a third into his first, a year and a quarter into his first uh, term in office, his first year in yep. office. Or first yep, into his term. 14, just over How is he going in. to make it four years? How is he possibly at this point going to make it four years? He is deteriorating at a rapid rate right in front of our eyes. Yeah, he's not, Craig. And this is this is where the where we talked about uh, certain people play checkers and others play chess or 3D chess. You know, the 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 D, the Democrats, the DNC, they wanted this guy elected. They wanted Trump out so bad. They put together a ticket that they thought could beat Trump. Well, we and we know it really didn't, but um, they they bet on that they could get him through the first couple of years and then get to the point where they could you then put the vice president in office and because once you have a uh, an incumbent in office it's harder to uh, it's harder to beat an incumbent in office except the vice president they picked may have gotten them a couple of votes Craig but th- th- I mean I didn't think it was possible and I, and I and I kind of like the guy to have lower ratings than Dan Quayle as a vice president uh, and, and 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 she's got him. She's she's well, I guess she doesn't have them, right? She's got the lowest vice president ratings in the history of vice president ratings. Um, she's done. They would have replaced her by now. How do you do that when your only job is to wake up in the morning, read the newspaper and find out if the president is still alive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she and she finds the way to screw that up. Yeah. Uh, So they're suffering. They're they're trying to they're trying to milk this to figure out how they're going to get through, because like you said, they know they're going to take a beating come November. So, yes, a beating is on its way and uh, y'all are going to have to deal with it. So there you go. All right, let's get on to some firearms news. And in the state of Utah, they've decided that they're. They got to make a point, right? And uh, so in Utah, what they have done, uh, this is information, uh, once again, coming from the NRA ILA, uh, which is kind of the lobbying arm of the, of the NRA. Uh, Utah Governor uh, Cox has actually signed a bill protecting Second Amendment rights. Now, what he's done is uh, he has, he has uh, uh, further enhanced their uh, preemption laws. Now, for those of you who do not know what preemption means, it means that only the state can pass laws relating to firearms because it's very difficult in some st- if you're driving from one city to another and you don't know what the firearms laws are, right? So if you have different laws in different cities, how do you, how do you ever get in compliance when the laws change, you know, just literally from driving through? 
Uh, Mike, you want to share with us what some of the some of the details in terms of their changes or their additional protections to the preemption laws were? Yeah, what what they've added, and Craig, and this is uh, this story is uh, is, uh, is related to the next story as well. Uh, Utah has just gone through the final stages of this. Utah has uh, has declared themselves. This is basically a Second Amendment sanctuary state now. Uh, and they've strengthened preemption and become a Second Amendment sanctuary state. Um, New, New Hampshire uh, has uh, it's passed through their house, so it's on the way in, in New Hampshire. So both these stories are, are related, but and it's the continuation of the 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 constitutional carry that's sweeping the nation, the Second Amendment sanctuary has been going on at the same time. Uh, and, and that's what we see now in Utah. Utah has become a state that has said, uh, we will not enact any new unconstitutional federal gun laws. All right. It didn't say any federal gun laws. All right. Now, uh, Craig, you and I both know that uh, the majority of gun laws are unconstitutional. Um, and we're not talking about any new ones. Or excuse me. We're not talking about any... I don't, I'm trying to think of a regular gun law, like uh, if a felon is in possession of a, of a firearm, uh, that's a crime. OK, um, but what they're saying is, oh, uh, magazine bans, oh, uh, uh, bump stocks uh, or, you know, or uh, uh, triggers, you know, the, or, uh, binary triggers or whatever it happens to be, you know, resetting triggers, uh, all that. If that comes down from the feds, the state of Utah has said not enforcing it. Not enforcing them. They're, they're illegal gun laws. They're unconstitutional. We will not enforce them. And you are not welcome here, feds, to come in and, and, and enforce unlawful gun laws. It didn't say they're kicking the feds out of the state. It said we will not participate in the federal officers enforcing unconstitutional gun laws in our state. Well, and I think it's it's largely aimed at the regulatory changes because they realize they can't get anything through Congress uh, for the president to sign. Yeah. So what they're doing now is, is as we're seeing with the increased funding to the ATF, is they're getting the ATF to basically redefine uh, certain firearms, certain firearms accessories, and then determining them to then be illegal, Uh, which, by the way, they don't get to do. That's not their job. They don't get to redefine something in particular that is defined in statute. Uh, yes. So what they're saying is, is no, we're not. That's not constitutional for you to do that. Not only because it violates the Second Amendment, but it also violates the uh, it also violates the separation of powers. Meaning, yeah, you don't get to just change the law just because you feel like it. Correct. You're correct. So again, we've seen sanctuary states. We've seen it at city level. We see the county level. We see it now ruling or uh, coming across at state level. Uh, and and again, now here's one state that just made it law with their governor signing it in, and we have another state that's. Uh, that Craig, that's ready to uh, roll it, roll it through with with their with their sanctuary states. Um, I I, th- I know we're up to twenty four on the constitutional carry states. Uh, as far as sanctuary uh, sanctuary governments, whether it be state government or local government, it's more than half the country. Uh, yeah. I, I know that, and 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 it's been a little while since I looked, so I'm gonna. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a look at it, Craig, while we're sitting here together, see if I can't find it. Uh, well, while you start I, on that, because you, you already kind of primed it, uh, into our next story, you have the House, the House GOP over there in New Hampshire has basically told uh, the federal government to, to go take a flying leap. Um, and when I say they flipped them the bird, shall we say. And yeah. I wanted to read this quote, and this is a quote from Representative Bob Lynn, uh, and this is what he had to say about the Biden administration, I think is so true. Now, by the way, uh, he's the former chief justice of New Hampshire's Supreme Court, right? 
uh, but he's also an avid marksman. So here's what he said. He said, the present administration in Washington regards the Second Amendment as a pesky nuisance that it would repeal in a heartbeat if it had the power to do so. But since it doesn't have that power, he has set about a course of legislative and regulatory proposals, the aim of which is to effectively emasculate the Second Amendment. And Mike, that's exactly what we see happening in state after state after state, where they're doing the exact same thing. And, and the Supreme Court before this one seemed like they didn't want to take on any decisions, anything relating to the Second Amendment. And they were allowing, uh, they were allowing state government, not just state state governments and cities, and they were allowing lower courts uh, to basically emasculate uh, uh, both McDonald uh, as well as Heller. And basically, you know, they, what they were saying was, okay, well, you may have the right to own a gun, but you don't have, you don't have a right to ammunition. You don't have a right to sell a firearm. You don't have a right to the firearm that you wish. Uh, You don't have a right to have a, I mean, you don't have a right to talk about firearms, all of these various different things that were being put in place to basically undercut the Second Amendment. And they were saying nothing. And now you've got government, other governments saying, yeah, no, we're not going to put up with that. Yeah, exactly right. Craig, I just sent you a picture. If you want to try and pull that one up, uh, folks got a map for you here of the uh, of the sanctuary counties, cities, and states uh, throughout the United States. It's well over half the of the country now, population-wise, landmass-wise, that is clearly represented as a sanctuary, Second Amendment sanctuary city, or county or state, um, you you could you could see states in the hole uh, in the blue, uh, and then uh, in the in the partial states with the counties or the cities in the green. Um, and then in addition, when you look in the blue there, so the blue is an entire state that has sanctuary county, uh, sanctuary state. That purple inside there means there's cities and counties within that state that have double sanctuary status. All right. So they've said, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know the state's got it. But we want the city to have it also or the county to have it. Or, also. or maybe they did it first before the state did. Probably so. Probably so. So it's uh, it's it's going on. So what you can add to this uh, now, as you can see, Utah is now part of it. So Utah is now all blue. Uh, and we have up in New Hampshire. New Hampshire has no sanctuary status. If you look at New Hampshire up there, no cities or counties that have done it. Uh, and they are saying uh, we're doing it. We're doing it. So it, it's it's a coming. <laughs> It's a coming. Folks, this is what happens when uh, it, it, this is what happens when folks jump the shark. And that's exactly what's happened in the Democratic Party when it comes to yeah. the Second Amendment is they have jumped the shark and they have started to enact laws that are just crazy. And by anyone who knows or understands uh, firearms, firearms technology and firearms industry, they've known for a while that the Democratic Party has jumped the shark on these issues. It's just now, as things that are kind of obvious start to pop up, that the rest of the population is starting to realize just how bad they've gotten. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's it's and, and, and like you said, it's 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 coming into the mainstream news too, right? When they when they report on these constitutional carry issues, these Second Amendment sanctuary states or counties issues, it's it's in there now. It's it's in the face of the Democrats, and as we've seen. Uh, you know, from from the past two years or so, plenty of plenty of people on the left buying firearms, Craig. Um, and and listen, some of them might be idiots when it comes to uh, when it comes to issues like politics. But I, I don't think that all of them are idiots when it comes to their money. How many of them are buying a five hundred, six hundred, seven hundred dollar firearm only to to think, wow, I, I'm gonna I'm just gonna throw it out if somebody comes and asks for it. I'm gonna give it up. I'm gonna let them buy it back. Um, 
Well, they, they know if they're in a sanctuary county or a state uh, and they're buying those firearms. They're, they're benefiting from our hard work on the right to ensure our constitutional rights are in place. Well, you notice, and I'm looking at the at the the white areas of these states, and I'm just I'm finding it kind of curious because you look, you got a huge chunks of the of the Northeast and yep. California, and they're right there, kind of in the the kind of the little bit of the Great Lakes area, um, but you look. I mean, major metropolitan areas are, are the areas where you see that it's not that it's not happening yes. in terms of states. What I will say is is rewarding, or at least is you look at Nevada, you look at Oregon, and you look at Washington. It's kind of funny because the only most of those areas have that sort of protection, uh, yes, but not the uh, but not the major metropolitan areas, and that's the, literally it is one or two cities in most of those states that are controlling uh, whether or not they have sanct- that sort of sanctuary status or protection. Well, you know, Craig, bring that. We got the got the map there. Bring that map up, back up real quick. I, I just want to point something out too, because you do have these these blank white spots here. Um, now I want you to look at. Uh, okay, geography major. See if you keep up with me. I want you to look at Iowa. I want you to look at Alabama. I want you to look at Louisiana. I want you to look at Georgia. All right. For the most looks, Iowa has none. It's completely white. Louisiana mostly. Alabama mostly, except for one dot, and Georgia about about uh, two thirds. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they have very, very strong preemption laws, okay? So they haven't felt the need to enact a secondary uh, a sanctuary state because their preemption law is very clear. Their preemption law basically says the same thing as these sanctuary laws. Only the state of such and such has the ability to make or enforce gun laws in this state. That's it. So they never felt it. So where you see Iowa completely white, Louisiana, Alabama, and Georgia, it's because their sanctuary, stat- their sanctuary status isn't in question because of their preemption laws. Hmm. Well, you know, it's funny because California has preemption laws, but and because they, they've tried to revoke them more than once. But yet the pro, the challenge is, is that our courts have been really abysmal in terms of enforcing them. Well, and, and right. But these other four states are not. And you and I just saw out of right. Alabama, uh, you know, that that question come up um, and uh, it's 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 you know, it's been settled. It's been solved. So so many of them will probably do it. You know, you know, you know what will happen, Craig, during their next legislative cycle. When some Republicans are trying to make some points and get into the headlines, uh, they'll they'll enact a sanctuary law. Uh, but then you know what? You also have some Republicans out there that are responsible enough to say, "Why am I creating for a law when there's already a law in place that does this?" So, yep, probably because <laughs> it, co- yep, it it yep. does cost money, believe it or not, to enact a new law. <laughs> yep, yep, absolutely right. Okay, let's get on. And I know. Okay, so we, Mike, I'm sure that you have seen the number of posts that are online regarding the uh, the number of Will Smith memes that have been taking place, right? That have been out there. In fact, this was one that I saw yesterday as a parting shot. Uh, <laughs> my dearest Penelope, it's day three of the Will Smith memes, and I fear there will be no end. Um, let me just be clear: you slap a man. On national TV, uh, I, it was funny. I was saying I never watch. I never watch the Oscars. I, I don't watch the Golden Globes. I don't watch any of those award shows because I all believe they're all a bunch of hooey. Where they get up and they spout. They usually get up and they spout a bunch of really nasty politics stuff that has nothing to do with what they're actually there for. And most of the movies that they have on there, I don't pay attention to anyway. So having said that, I never watch the shows. But when one man hand smacks another man across the face on national TV. 
I don't care if you never watched it. We're going to talk about it. And it's going to continue to be funny as long as it's funny. Craig, 1991. 1991. I was curious. The last time I watched the full uh, of uh, of the the uh, the Academy Awards. Last time I watched the full Academy Awards, 1991. Right. And I remember that because that was the year that uh, Jack Palance won for Best Supporting Actor in City Slickers and did the push-ups on stage at 73 years old. And, that's, mm. and I was like, nothing's ever going to top that. I never watched him again. <laughs> so that's how long it's been for me. I'm just, I'm just pointing that out. So, Hold on. I'm pulling it up right now. See, when was the last time I watched it? What year was that? No, I've seen clips. Listen, I, I like watching, you know, the, the the quick quips that come out the next day when, you know, like when Billy Crystal was hosting or even Ricky Gervais was hosting. Oh. You know, those were those were pretty cool. Um, and I probably would have watched, you know, the 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 five minute snippets of Chris Rock's making one liners uh, right. for this one. But but I can't stand to watch the pretentious uh, people from Hollywood sit around and congratulate to themselves on how great they are. No, the year that the year that out of Africa beat the color purple which is 1986 that was 86 yeah. yeah we talked about it, yeah the movies came out in 85 and they won the oscar in 86 yeah, yeah. I, that's when i that's when i stopped watching yeah i was like yeah. done i'm sorry there's no way you're going to convince me that out of africa was a better movie than the color purple and that was all because uh they basically had blackballed uh, uh was it spielberg <laughs> yeah it was all, it had nothing to do with race it had everything to do with uh the politics of them not liking steven spielberg well, there was another movie that came out that year, and it wasn't even nominated. So I'm completely still angry about that. That should have won, uh, you know, uh, best movie ever for, uh, you know, it was a uh, Top Gun. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I'll tell you, I tell you, there there have been more than a few like Oscars. Like I still believe, and people can disagree with me all they want. Jim Carrey should have won Best Actor for his role in The Grinch. He was hilarious. Was I'm sorry. He captured the Grinch like nobody has before or since. You know, but the, the problem was that that wasn't Jim Carrey acting most of the time. It was it was the props and the costume uh, that was that was relaying the emotion. Uh, you know, it was Jim Carrey's voice. It was almost as if he did a voiceover movie. I don't know. I just once again, I thought it was phenomenal. I just that that was one that always got me. That one and. Uh, the fact that uh, a Cinderella Man never got nominated. That was another film. That, that was really good. Yeah, but you remember the studio was down on Russell Crowe at the time yeah. for his alleged comments about uh, Jews in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. So there's, a, there's, there's always been politics in, the, in these Oscars. In the Oscars. Uh, they've just, as of late, they've decided that they're going to be very, very obvious about those politics. Um, anyway, but back to the whole meme thing. And I was... I wasn't necessarily, and I'm never over the whole slap meme, but this is one of the most impressive, and it's, by the way, one of the most timely uh, memes that we have seen out there relating to the slap. <laughs> this is what we call the slap heard around the world. Um, first of all, I will say that somebody's, uh, somebody's Photoshop skills are actually very good, uh, with the exception of, uh, of giving, <laughs> giving Zelensky black hands. Yeah. Yeah, they. Uh, I think I might have switched that, <laughs> but because you know, that's, I, you know, I mean, how? I mean, if you could put Zelensky's head on at that angle, and and, and Putin's head on at that angle with the, with a clear mouth, uh, you know, pucker there, 
You're telling me you couldn't change the hand of Zelensky, the color of Zelensky's <laughs> hand there? <laughs> nice. Nice. Anyway, yeah. highly impressive. Whoever made this meme, the, I have to tell you, your once again, your uh, your Photoshop skills are uh, are impressive. Im impressive yet incomplete. Impressive yet, and yes, exactly. You get an incomplete. You get points off for incomplete <laughs> yeah. work. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly right. Yep. All righty, Mikey. How about a quick shout out to our sponsors before we go? Let's say hey to our good friends over there at uh, Gorilla Machining, Grid Defense, and of course our good friends at California Republican Assembly. Make sure you support them because they support us, supporting you, supporting them. Exactly, folks. It's that simple. Now, please remember, like, share, subscribe. However you are watching or listening to the show, like, share, and subscribe, and encourage your friends to do the same. That will be it for today's program. Tomorrow, we will be back on Freedback Friday, so we're looking forward to hanging out with y'all, so please make sure to have your comments ready to go. Woo-woo! <laughs>